Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on Off the Couch on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm Matt Mitchell, the running editor at Blister, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. Okay, on the show this week, we are building on a topic that I've been expressly interested in over the past couple of months, which is the ongoing professionalization of trail running in the U.S., To help me do that, I'm joined by Solomon athlete Andy Wacker, who earlier this year founded The Trail Team, which is essentially a nonprofit designed to act as a kind of pipeline or development team for rising athletes who want to pursue trail running at the professional level, and really is the first of its kind. Andy brought along two of his team's six core members, Lauren Gregory and Sam Hendry, who have both shown a ton of promise racing at an elite level on the trails when not in season as D1 athletes. And it was great to get their perspectives as well. But before I bring Andy, Lauren, and Sam on, I want to take a quick minute to tell you guys about Blister's partnership with Spot Insurance. Injuries are definitely not the first thing that comes to mind when we think about our favorite outdoor sports. But as many of you know, perhaps all too well in some cases, they can happen from time to time. And even if you have standard insurance, the cost of your deductible and often a number of hidden fees means you're likely to get stuck with quite a hefty bill for any trip to the ER or hospital visit. That's where Spot comes in. With a Blister Plus Spot membership, you get injury insurance that covers everything from trail running to backcountry skiing to mountain biking and more. All that in addition to the benefits of being a Blister member. For more info, make sure to click on the link in the show notes. All right, and finally, I also want to remind you guys to leave us a rating or review after this conversation wraps up. Little things like that really help us continue to put out new episodes of the podcast each week. Okay, let's get right into my chat with Andy, Lauren, and Sam. All right, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks. (laughs) So, I think uh, before we open the conversation up to more of a roundtable discussion about the trail team and get Sam and Lauren's point of views, I'd like to have Andy kind of set the scene for us. And Sam and Lauren, feel free to chime in as you please. Andy, my first question is pretty straightforward. What is the trail team in so many words? Yeah, the trail team is the first developmental pipeline for pro trail running. So it's basically the only thing that exists right now to help um, young athletes who are graduating college or who are you know in their early 20s who want to get into pro trail running and need help. And so we're supplying mentorship and some support to get to the next level. You have been a pretty established name uh, on the trail scene for the better part of a decade now. Uh, What about your experience transitioning from like high level collegiate running to the trails kind of prompted you to want to start a development team? Yeah, it was a mess. (laughs) That's, that's part of it. Um, When I graduated college from, uh, from Colorado in 2013, it was, I didn't know what I was doing and there was also like no, pathway to trails. I didn't know that trails was really an option. Um, for me, the message was, are you good enough to be on the track? And that was basically it. I didn't even know much about road running, which is kind of hilarious. Um, and I made a lot of mistakes and I think that helped me learn and I figured, figured things out kind of the hard way, but kind of the long story short is, um, I kind of lucked into it. Like I've told this story a lot, but um, I was literally road running about a year after college, and um, a friend of mine, Jeffrey Eggleston, who I was training with, was like, "Hey, do you want to do a hill workout?" And um, I was like, didn't even know what he was talking about. <laughs> but what he meant after clarifying was that he wanted me to run the Mount Evans ascent, which is a fourteen and a half mile race up a fourteener in Colorado, kind of outside of Denver, west of Denver, about an hour. Um, and so he talked me into it. And so we did it the next weekend. And so I ran up this, this huge ass mountain and uh, ended up winning and, and did really well. And that was actually the, uh, a qualifying race for the US team to run at the world championships for what was at the time called um, the world mountain running long distance uh, championships. Um, yeah, so I just I kind of lucked into getting into trails just by like being a roadrunner. 
living in Boulder, Colorado, which happened to be near one of the qualifiers that um, they basically never have used that, <laughs> that race again. So it was like the right year and the right time. Um, and I think a lot of people's stories are the same. Like I was talking to Joe Gray about this a few months ago. And he's like, I was like, how did you even get into trail running? Because um, he, you know, he was a good steeplechaser at uh, Oklahoma State. And he was just like, oh, this guy, uh, Simon Gutierrez was talking to me. And if, if you guys know who Simon is, he's like kind of a, a legend in, in trail running and a really good uphill runner from um, a little bit before Joe and my time and, and then overlapping into when I was a young athlete. But we just like had mentors and we lucked into it and someone invited us to that scene. And I think we found that that was our space and that it really resonated with us. So instead of relying on luck, I just uh, I think that there needs to be a little bit more support and connection um, organization to say that like, hey, this is an option. This is viable. And like, if you love running on the trails, like let's let's help you get there. Were you trying to pursue a career on the roads at that time? Yeah, I think like I knew for me that I needed some balance in life. So I wanted to find like a way to support running and the other things in my life. So I was I was working at the same time. I really was like exploring. So um, my first year after college, I ran, you know, all the I ran at like uh, Oxy High Performance against Galen Rupp in the 5K. And I think Mo Farrow is there too, which is kind of funny. So I was getting my um, just like getting destroyed on the track. Um, I was exploring with road racing, which I had never done into that point. You know, in college, you don't get those chances to really race outside of just the track and cross country scene. Um, so I remember I did like the US 15K champs, which is Gate River almost every year, the last 30 years. Yeah. So I was kind of just exploring, trying to find like where my my niche in the sport was going to be. What were some of like the hardest challenges of making that transition to the trails? And I guess, were you kind of alone in that endeavor or were there other athletes that were like, oh, we should, we should check this, this trail stuff out? Yeah. So like at least of my class, like all the people I knew in college who were racing, I can't think of almost anyone who went to trail. So I did feel alone in that way. But, um, you know, like I was just alluding to, like I had this good training scene in Boulder. I was training with Jeffrey Eggleston, one of the world's best uh, marathoners, America's best marathoners at the time. And I think once I got into the trail scene, it was pretty welcoming. Um, There's people like Sage Cannaday, who just moved to Boulder. He was a trail runner, obviously, like in that ultra scene, which is so there's kind of a disconnect. Um, I met Joe Gray pretty early on. And a lot of these guys who were kind of my contemporaries. Um, but yeah, it was it was a little hard. I do remember being like, definitely had like a chip on my shoulder and felt like I had something to prove. Um, especially when I ran Pikes Peak that first time, which was the world championships in 2014. And so I, uh, yeah, I I was like, I'm kind of like the odd guy out. I'm this guy who just came from college who like nobody knows. And, um, I just wanted to show that like, yeah, I'm like used to flat running, but I'm, I'm pretty good on the trails because that's what I've been doing on every easy day for the last, you know, eight years of my life or whatever, like in high school and in college. Yeah. I feel like Hayden Hawks. Uh, was the first name that came to mind as someone who like actively like chose to head towards the trails instead of the road when I think he probably could have. Yeah. Yeah. Hayden, Hayden's a good uh, buddy of mine. And I, it's interesting because I was there for that um, transition. Like uh, Hayden just posted about this, but he came out and visited Boulder. Like I think his, you know, his last year at college at uh, SUU. And He'd, he'd already run a 50K, which is kind of cool. Like, I think he ran a 50K trail race for fun um, when he was still in college. And so, I think he knew a little bit like what that was going to be like, more than most people at least at the time. Um, but, you know, he's just like a Jim Walmsley or one of these guys who can run whatever they want. So, it was really cool seeing that because I think that was a big step for the sport and saying like, this is, this is a thing, you know, like you, you don't have to choose running on the track professionally just because you're a good runner. You have a few options, like more than one. And that's kind of nice. Totally. And I think that like for the longest time, the the mindset was like, well, if you're not fast enough to get like a pro contract on the roads, like you can like hop over to the trails because people over there are a lot slower. Uh, and I think that's definitely changing. I think our sport's at a, a really healthy point where it is a legitimate first option. Um, and I think Lauren and Sam are, are perfect examples of that. Um, so I'm curious, Andy, what 
do you identify as like the major kind of opportunities that have begun to present themselves um, over the last decade to younger runners that want to pursue um, trail running full time or at least professionally? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's it's hard to pinpoint, but like something I've really seen change is kind of the evolution of or de- like the development of like the U.S. Mountain Running Championships. Um, and that's always been a really good race. You know, it's been our team qualifier for a long, long time for the U.S. team. But you can just really see how the sport's changing and developing. Because when I first started, um, it was it was such a small little piece of this this bigger running scene. And I think no one really knew about it. Like I, I'd heard about mountain running, just again, like all these lucky things. My, my roommate in college, Christian Thompson, he had run um, on the junior mountain running team. So I like heard about that from him, but I was like, what is mountain running? You know, like what, what the heck is that? Is that like, why is that different than all these other things? And uh, like, it took some explaining just to understand like what it was. Um, and then after college, yeah, I think I was kind of under the impression what you were saying, Matt, which is like, oh, um, you know, trails are weak. Like, go try out the trails if you can't make it. And I actually disagree. Like, I don't think that ever was the case. I think that um, at least not in the time I was running, I think there were always people who were pretty good at the high end and that, um, you know, almost no one was on the trails who like couldn't hack it as a as a road racer or as a track racer, you know, out of like tons and tons of people um, who were racing against me in college and in the NCAA and cross country and on the track, almost none of them went to the trails. So I think that's kind of a testament to the fact that like that isn't a thing. Like it wasn't if you don't get a a sponsorship on the track, go to the trails. Um, But yeah, anyway, through the ages, it's kind of been like, more and more and more competitive at this single race at U.S. Mountain Running Championships, um, which has been a really cool thing just showing that um, the sport is getting... It's worthwhile. Like, why would you fly to New Hampshire in the summer when you have these other options? And like, is that team that prestigious and worth it? And it seems like, yes, it is. And that's why since, you know, 2014, 2015 until um, like Narnar was a big year in 2020. Um, this one of the, you know, it was the... U.S. Mountain Running Champs near uh, Portland, Oregon, and just tons of runners came out for it. The, just the quality of runners and the depth was really high, and you can see that people are um, valuing that race as a as a real championship and something that they want to run. Yeah, this questions for for Lauren, um, who has managed to to excel on both the track as well as um, the shorter distance mountain stuff. When did uh, the kind of uh, junior U.S. Mountain Running team stuff kind of come on your radar? Mm. I don't remember how I found out about it. I think, um, when was that? Yeah, that was after my senior year of high school in 2017. Um, I had applied, I think, to run a cross-country meet like the Edinburgh Challenge or whatever they would fly juniors over and and a group of seniors to run like this fun European cross-country race. Um, And I think somehow I had gotten in touch with somebody that had done it and... um, was like I can apply. That sounds great, because um, that's how we trained in high school was trail running in the summer, and I didn't think anything differently really for training. And that's where I fell in love with running. So I was like, heck yeah, I want to do this. And then going there in 2017 to Italy with um, Andy was there too, which was cool, um, and Ali Mac was also there. So <laughs> just like a fun full circle moment, but. Um, that's when I realized like this is what I want to do after college. Cause I was going into my freshman year of college after that, and you know, heading into the NCAA. And it's like, after that, this is what, this is where it's at. This is what I want to do. So I think that was just a really crucial point that I just kind of like Andy, like luckily found and it, it just worked really well. So I don't know. Were there any runners that you saw to kind of like set the template for like how you could make, like mountain running a profession after college? I think when I was in high school, it was probably around when everyone was like Solomon TV was doing all that stuff on Killian and Courtney Dewalter. And um, yeah, I feel like there was a lot of really cool media out there about it. And um, I think not only was I watching that, but my whole cross country team was watching that because we were really into it. 
because we were running trails. So we were like, oh my gosh, we're totally them. And in the summer, we'd plan all these like long routes and want to pack our bags and bring our snacks and stuff because we just saw all these like greats doing these amazing things on YouTube and on Instagram. And we're like, oh my gosh, we can do that. And obviously not going that far, but it was just really inspirational. So that I think kind of set me out on like, uh, seeing how much I loved running out on the trails. And that's where I felt like was the expression of myself as a runner. And those ideas of those fun adventures and like just a long day outside was, you know, that's, I think my like true driving passion, what I love about running. So I don't know. It just seemed like the perfect combination of what I loved. Sam, does that kind of mirror your experience as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously I come from a bit of a different background, Nordic skiing than Andy and Lauren, but you know, I grew up running around the mountains in the Canadian Rockies. And, um, even though I start, even though I pursued Nordic skiing and started down that route, that was always like the highlight for me was in the summer getting to run and scramble these mountains and have these big days out on the trails. Um, and so once I started competing in trail running, it was just an easy transition. Was that kind of during your off season from skiing? Yeah, exactly. I do feel like there is like a pipeline from Nordic skiing to to pro trail running. Like I had Courtney DeWalter on the show last week and we spent a good deal of time talking about that. Um, what do you think it is about Nordic skiing that translates so well to trail running? Yeah, I think like I was saying, Nordic skiers are always running in the summer. And so we're all kind of have experience with that and are used to it, but we're never running on the roads or on the track. It's always on the trails. Um, so we, we kind of have like, you know, a history and, um, have been doing that previously. And then I think the other thing that really helps is like ski racing is so similar to trail racing, maybe more so than track and road because you're going up and down and moving over terrain and every course is different. There's no standardized times or anything like that. Um, and so I think it just complements super well with trail running and it makes that transition easy. And that's why we see so many incredible trail running athletes right now coming from that Nordic skiing background. Yeah. And I mean, I think getting back to the trail team, uh, I feel like the trail team gives those type of athletes an opportunity to really focus on trail running, which I I don't think was um, necessarily as available um, prior to something like this. So Andy, I kind of want to get back to more of um, the thinking behind the trail team. Like how is it structured? Uh, What was the thought process behind it? Uh, What are your main goals? Yeah. So the structure is basically that there's uh, four mentors. So that's Grayson Murphy, uh, myself, Adam Peterman, and Ali Mack, um, amongst many other people. But those are kind of the big names that we're using in terms of uh, that's like my group of friends that I wanted to ask to help um, pass down, like how have they been successful? And especially in the last couple of years, that's a pretty successful group. Um, And then there's six athletes. So that's uh, Lauren and Sam. And then four other people, which is Anna Gibson, Mika, who goes to Stanford, Christian, who goes to BYU, and then Alex Lawson, who's a uh, professional Nordic skier in Vermont. Um, so that's kind of the, the structure right there. And then we just started um, a club team. So the club team, the idea behind that, um, just in a sentence or two, would basically be the 30 best unsponsored athletes in the country for trail running. Um, and so we knew that there was a need for, um, you know, expand the team to, uh, to help support more athletes. So we're going to support those athletes at a kind of a lower level, but that's going to be some more people we can help and, uh, who we can bring together to, to make each other better. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the gist of the organization. What is, uh, the criteria for these athletes? How did you kind of go about, um, landing on, on each one of them? Yeah. And so, um, and I think you asked more questions before, but like part of it was we needed to find like what athletes needed. And so I actually made a lot of phone calls to kind of find what they need. And then we found out, you know, they need mentorship, they need support to get to races, they need structure, they need some guidance. Um, and then like the, yeah, the who. So, man, um, we, so we had an application process for the six athletes on the team. And it was insanely competitive, which was awesome to see and just really good to see how much excitement there is to be, you know, on the trails. Um, the general criteria was going to be or is um, 20 to 30 years old, um, really good at trail running and ready to make the next jump. 
Um, and so that required probably some experience on the trails, maybe not a ton, because we know that, you know, a lot of these people are just getting into it, but ready to make the jump to be one of the best trail runners in the world. Um, and I think the US has that talent. And so we knew that was going to be the, the, bar, the bar was going to be really high. It had to be an awesome person. So <laughs> there you go. We, we narrowed our list down to 20 people out of 140 applicants. And we had a selection committee interview every one of those people. Um, we just got to know them a little bit better, find out why they were doing this. And, and we wanted to make sure that we were all on the same page because um, if you're going to have this relationship, mentoring someone, going to trail camps and training together to be, again, at the highest level in the world, then that seemed pretty important that it would be someone who's willing to work with you and to be really cool and a good influence for the the younger generation, the next generation out there. And we wanted those athletes to to really be great um, role models for the future. Outside of kind of helping each other uh, perform athletically, what other type of skills are you trying to develop through this program? I know that on your website, it says your goals are, I guess, uh, mentorship, skill development, and uh, media exposure. I'm wondering if you can kind of walk me through each one of those and and what they look like. Yeah, sure. So, the mentorship, we kind of alluded to that before. That's going to be athletes like myself, like the other uh, three names listed, um, really just passing on all the guidance that that we have. So, like I said, I made a lot of mistakes. since then, I've traveled the world many times, you know, I've raced in China and 25 other countries probably. Um, and so, yeah, part of it is, like you're saying, there's like the skill development. So, skill could mean a few things. I think the first thing that comes to mind is that trail running isn't track running where it's not just 100% um, fitness. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of strategy with tracks. So I'm not trying to downplay that, but there's a lot of like skill, like, like playing soccer is a skill. So running on the trails when it's really technical is a skill. Um, and I think that comes with experience. And I think um, that's something like a mentor and a group of runners can really help each other get better at. So when you're running on technical trails, for example, I have like a small group of athletes I coach in Boulder. And it's really cool because you're like, oh, okay, this person's a really good uphiller and this person's a really good downhiller. And so when you get them together, they're helping push each other to the limits and they can kind of watch each other and learn how to, uh, to run better. So, the, the physical skills of trail running. Um, but then, yeah, there's so many other things. So, to be a pro athlete nowadays, you have to be good at social media. You have to know how to negotiate contracts. You have to know how to travel to Europe and deal with eight-hour time zones and eating weird food and staying in a weird place. Um, or, or even more extreme, you know, if that's Thailand or um, rural China and the Himalayas when you don't speak the language and you're on a bus for hours and you hope you get off at the right stop, which I've experienced or, you know, you don't have, you know, you just, there's so many like little, little things to, to pass along to help uh, make sure people are successful when, when they get there. So, it's about being fit, but also being um, prepared to, to compete well. Yeah. It seems like especially in pro trail running that each athlete is assumed to kind of like be responsible for their own brand, which I don't know. Seems like an unnecessary onus to put on someone that's like trying to peak athletically. Uh, and I'm wondering if there's kind of like a, um, a template that you use um, to help people like, you know, figure out social media and all that stuff. Is it kind of just your own experience or are you kind of using other people's as well? Well, you know, that's why we're a team, I think. So, like someone like Grayson Murphy is really good at this. She's a lot better than I am. So, um, she's passing on what she's learned. And I think... Um, we're building a community. That's the whole piece. So, it's connecting runners with other runners. And uh, within the trail world, there's a lot of people who are really giving um, and helpful. And, and so, I think that's, that's useful. And then another thing with what you just said is that, yeah, it's kind of interesting nowadays that like you have to be both an influencer and an athlete. And I think some people just don't do both. <laughs> and totally. uh, to, to their detriment, maybe. And so, I'm hoping that our team can help be like, like I would love to share people's stories and talk about them because I think that's a really cool thing and a way to like get people excited about the sport to kind of build that fan base. And I think for those who don't want to, you know, it's like work and it's inauthentic to to create little videos and those kind of things. I, I think it's easier for someone else to share their story. Um, so, that's one of our goals is to help um, just create media for, for athletes that um, want to be athletes. Yeah. I mean, there's so many crushers out there that you've just like never heard of because they don't, you know, 
they're not on TikTok and stuff. Uh, Lauren and, and Sam, what is your kind of relationship to, to social media? Do you guys enjoy that aspect of of the job, so to speak? Um, I, I guess I can go first. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I just, uh, for some reason, I just struggle with it. And maybe it's obvious or something, but it's just something I don't find comes easy to me or it's, it is, it does feel like a chore and I probably overthink it. And I feel like, um, I go back and forth on how I feel about the whole social media space in general. So I feel some days I'm against it and I'm like, I can't contribute to this space. And then the next day I see something positive or or something that I can get behind. I'm like, fine. I like social media today, but I'm so wishy-washy on it that it makes promoting a brand or whatever, I think, just a bigger struggle for me. But that's just my own experience. Sam? Yeah, I'm quite similar to Lauren in that I've never like loved to post and update my followers on my life. <laughs> um, and I'd much rather to kind of just focus on racing and keep that as keep the performances as the goal, you know, instead of, um, you know, going out on a training activity just to get pictures to put on social media. Um, so yeah, I think that's something that I'm looking forward to with working with the mentors and, you know, being part of the trail team is getting some guidance there on how best to use that space to, um, you know, promote brands and, um, be successful without feeling like I'm kind of selling my soul to the world of Instagram and, TikTok and Facebook. I can relate to that as someone that doesn't love social media either. Um, Andy, I've noticed that there are now kind of like a few companies coming out with development teams like the North Face, for example. Um, Why was it important to you um, to do this independently of a brand? Yeah. So, we, uh, I thought about this a lot. I think it's some of the reasons we just said. I think like there's unfortunately a bit of like a i don't know how to explain it exactly but i think it's like the brands have an agenda and that agenda does not match with being an athlete always um like every every piece of it like negotiating a contract like it's to a brand's advantage to to pay you the least amount and it's to your advantage to get the most um and so like it's kind of frustrating to have that antagonistic relationship immediately and i think um this whole, the whole idea was banking on the like goodwill of the community and the fact that like if you've ever run a trail race, which all of us have, like probably all your listeners, because this is a trail, you know, talking about trail, it's, it's saying like trail running is amazing. People are so cool. And like they, they have this ability, you know, where like even if you're an extreme competitor, you can turn it off and be friends afterwards and like just share your love for nature and the challenge of the trail that you were on and the challenge of your race you just did or your training run. Um, and so we, we really wanted to, to bank on that goodwill. And, uh, and that was going to be our vibe was going to be um, doing this for the right reasons and to, to share a positive just experience for everyone instead of, uh, you know, relying on selling out for a thousand bucks for some brand and having to be fake. That raises the question, though, how are you supporting the trail team? Yeah, so um, we are. We basically have three, three ways of raising money. Um, the first way is we're applying for grants. So we're hoping we're going to get some grants, but we'll see. We're um, in the process of that right now. The second thing is donations. Um, so we are under the umbrella of the American Trail Running Association. So we're a nonprofit. Um, and so we're trying to raise money through just people who want to support this because they think it's a cool thing. And then finally, we are working with a few brands. So um, it is interesting because I guess it's like splitting hairs between, um, you know, what people might call sponsorship or not. But um, we're working with a few brands. So for example, Sunto and Darn Tough Socks have supported the, the team already. And the cool thing about that is that when we're having these conversations, um, immediately the conversation starts with that this is to support the sport of trail running. This is not um, a marketing ploy. There'll be zero obligations for athletes like Lauren and Sam to, to post about your products. Um, it's really just because, hey, we, like, we want to keep that, that line very straight that like we think these products help trail runners and we want to give them to our trail running community. 
Um, and that's it, you know, and I think like that's that's how it sh- that's like this idealistic, perfect sponsorship and how it should exist. Um, and we're hoping that that we can keep that in line just to be like, this is good for everybody because we can promote your brand naturally if we like it and we think it's a great thing. And that's because like, yeah, these things exist and we like them, but um, it's not, uh, you know, it's not completely marketing. Is the goal to get these athletes like pro contracts? Because I guess thinking about the trail team as like a development team, you're develop them, developing them into something, right? Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, that's a great question. So it's, it's a development team in a couple different ways. Um, and also just to directly answer that question, we're, we want to get whatever the athletes want. So if like, if Lauren and Sam want to be sponsored, then that's our goal, right? Like that's what we want to help them do. Right. Um, but if they're like, no, I just want to like be the best I can be. And that's my goal. It's more about like my own individual goals. And that's what we're going to do. Um, or if it's some, some kind of combo, we're going to do both. Um, and so with the word development, we thought, I thought about this a lot. It's actually interesting. So people, people kind of interpret that differently. There's like development, like, oh, you've never stepped on a trail before and we need to like help you be able to run on a trail. And then there's like, uh, the on athletic club, which is based in Boulder. If you're, uh, into that track scene and they're, they're basically a development club. And what they mean by that is that they, these are people who are probably the best runners in their nation. They all, you know, they're from Australia, from all over the world, from Kenya, from America. Um, and their goal is to win Olympic medals. And so they're going from, you know, 10th place in the Olympics to first place. Um, and I see us a little bit more as the on athletic club. Like we're developing athletes, but we're not starting from scratch. Like I think we know who the good athletes are in the country. I know who the good athletes are in the country. I've done a lot of research. I've reached out. And so part of our application process was saying like, we, we know who's good. Like let's find them and support them um, because that doesn't exist yet. And then of course, in the future, we'd love to support people who have no trail experience and want to take that first step. And I think obviously like trail running can encompass so many different disciplines, right? There's like the sub ultra distance, you know, all the way up to like 200 plus mile races. Is there kind of a, um, a specific genre, so to speak that, uh, your team is focused on? Yes. Good question. We forgot that earlier. So, um, the trail team's definitely sub ultra. Um, and then again, the trail team club, uh, which is this larger group is, is any distance. Um, and that's because we wanted to start with a very specific goal in mind. We're raising money and we're doing all this work to support um, sub-ultra runners that are 20 to 30 years old that live in America and are extremely talented. That's our group. Um, but then we just knew that since we're doing all this work that we could have that club team that's a little bit larger and um, we might not have the perfect mentor for your 250-mile race, but if you're um, a great young athlete who's unsponsored. We wanted to to leave room for that. So, gotcha. Are there any kind of precedent for teams like this over in Europe? Because I, I kind of see them as our direct competitors. Yeah, there's not a ton. Um, there's Cetus Matrix, which is a French team. I think they're um, they're not independent. They have you know these sponsors that you can hear in their name, um, but they definitely have a lot of support and. Uh, I don't see a lot of things about like mentorship. It's more of like a traditional traveling soccer team or something like that, where they have coaches and money and um, like training camps and uh, accommodations and those kind of things. Um, I know a little, not, you know, there's not as many as you'd think, but um, I think that's changing. And I think it's funny because when I started this, I've had European athletes and uh, acquaintances reach out and be like, we need this in our country. And I'm like, we're kind of like, you know, back and forth, kind of just growing the sport. And I think um, maybe this is the next step. Lauren and Sam, um, I'm curious how the trail team kind of first came on your radar and uh, what your thought process was behind applying. Yeah, um, I can go first. Um, so if we like rewind to last year, um, I was running in the summer and trying to get into the trail world and I didn't really know where to go and what races to do and how to navigate everything. Um, and I was at one of my first big races in Norway. Um, and I remember showing up and there's, you know, a bunch of European athletes and a very intense scene and I didn't know anyone there. And, um, Andy was there as well and he was super welcoming and, kind of like helping me get ready for the race, guiding me through, had tons of advice. 
And I was like, man, this is incredible. I, I wish there was, you know, um, a team or, you know, some kind of program to work with people who know the sport better and have some more guidance. Cause as an outsider, trail running is so complex with all the different circuits and distances and races. Um, and so earlier in the year, um, Andy called me and kind of discussed the project of the trail team and, um, you know, told me it was something he was hoping to do and what his goals were. Um, and so that's how I first heard about it. And to me, it just sounded like the perfect opportunity to, you know, um, pursue what I was already looking for. Um, and then also to get to work with other like incredible athletes who are in kind of similar positions to myself, um, and get to, um, better know the trail world and, and compete. How about you, Lauren? Yeah, exact. Almost same story. Just about, it's just funny that I don't know if it was chicken before the egg here. If, you know, our naivete hashed this idea or <laughs> I don't know, but, um, I felt like and since after high school, I knew I wanted to do this somehow professionally, if that was an option and, uh, decided to take my sixth year of college, but I didn't have cross country. So it's like, and most of the reason, a lot of the reason why I took that was so I could pursue trail in the fall while everyone was doing cross country. Um, and so I signed up for the Loon Mountain Race, which was the qualifier and, and ended up getting to go to Italy where uh, for Challenge Selena in September, I think, or late August. And, and Andy was there and I don't know if he saw how confused I was. <laughs> I don't know if that sparked some of the, okay, wait, these kids need help, me especially. So um, I just remember going there and like, I think I showed up maybe the day before something like what you're not supposed to do, which I probably could have thought through, but I didn't. So then, um, while we were there, I was just like asking so many questions about how to train, what to do, how to get better at this. Cause I could feel where as a runner, I knew how to run, but I just wanted to learn more about how to get better at specifically trails. And, um, yeah. So when Andy called, it was just kind of seemed like a perfect bridge of where I was and where I wanted to be and, and having mentors to get there is like absolutely a hundred percent all I could ask for. So, yeah. You guys are both uh, D1 athletes. Has it been kind of hard to balance um, the two commitments? Yeah, it's been a little trippy, I guess. Um, I'm fortunate that, you know, running happens in the summer and skiing happens right. in the winter. Um, but definitely like last fall, I think I maybe pushed the trail running too far into the year and it impacted some of my early season skiing. Um, but yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's just two awesome sports. And when you're part of, you know, a division one, um, team as well, you really want to give everything that you have towards that, uh, sport and that group. So it's, it's a little tricky to balance both, but I think, uh, like speaking for myself and probably Lauren as well, when you're passionate about both worlds, you can kind of make it work. Yeah. Um, I guess that is, it is, it was about impossible for the past five years of school. Cause you have cross country in the fall, you have indoor track in the winter and, and then outdoor goes until June or middle of June and then USA's and stuff. And, um, and that's, if you make it through all of that, uh, healthy. And so, I would usually just go home after track season and just be tired and and want to train just off the roads and off the bike path and not do workouts, but just, you know, refill um refill my cup. So I would just go and trail run in the summers and, and enter random races and not know what I was doing. You'd show up and one would be like kind of legit and then you, you just didn't know and then the next one would be like a pancake breakfast in a parking lot, which both are great, but you just, I would just go on the calendar and sign up. So, but I would kind of keep that on the hush from the program. Cause I think there's a lot of stigma around getting hurt and doing unnecessary risk. And, and I understand that, but, um, I felt it was unfair towards trail running from the track side that there's so much, uh, yeah, anti trail. And, and I just felt like an odd man out. So I would just kind of keep it away from the program and show up fit and they wouldn't ask me questions. And I just carry on my cross country season. But internally I knew that that's how I would show up ready to race cross country. Like 
I could see where maybe there was some parallels in, and how both could support each other. And so then going into this year, my coach didn't know and I didn't know really what I was doing in the fall. So it was kind of just hacking at it together and then um, being able to transfer it to indoor season, like quickly transition from Thailand to racing a 5K indoors and like launching into just being a miler pretty much all indoors. It was kind of reassuring that, hey, this whole mountain running thing isn't so different than just running laps on a tiny track. So I think to answer your question, it was very difficult. I think mostly just to bridge the mental barrier between um, the world of track and then also the world of trail in people's mind. Tell me about uh, your experience at Thailand because there's you can't really hide after after that. <laughs> Amazing Thailand. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess um, that was the hope I had signed up for the Blue Mountain race about two weeks before, maybe three. As I was leaving for USA's, I was like, oh, I have, I had decided I was coming back. It's like, I want to go to be on a senior team like that. I'd done the junior and I like have the time and this is the perfect opportunity. And it's finally back after COVID. So stars just started like aligning. And uh, I, I don't know if I was able to even wrap my head around like what that experience is going to be like, um, especially because I had been a junior, but the whole thing had shifted since 2017 with having classic uphill, um, everything like the long distance, 50K, everything on the same weekend, which was, I think, spectacular. I had so much fun um, on such a big team and, and getting to talk to everybody. That was like, um, I think, trail team light, you know, where you get, to talk to some of your heroes in the sport that you had grown up um, following. Um, so that was really special. But yeah, I think just being around people from your country that, I, like I said, are your trail heroes and athletic heroes and just getting to spend the week with them. And then um, it did feel like a camaraderie event where we're all competing under the same umbrella, even if some one's racing 80k or I forget even what the longest distance was but crazy long and I was doing uphill only and the classic race was almost kind of like cross country but harder and <laughs> it was just really special to be a part of Team USA in that uh just broad like trail mountain running ultra everything umbrella. Sam did that kind of uh line up with your experience at uh the Salmon Golden Trail series? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, it's a little different because you're running for a brand instead of running for um, your country. But just like Lauren was saying, getting to see all these people that I've looked up to for so long and watched Solomon running videos. And I, I remember after Sierra's and all having a conversation with Killian Jornet with Andy, and I was like freaking out and was so excited. And <laughs> for Andy, it was like pretty normal experience. Um, but yeah, it just like, I'd gotten so excited about everything. Um, and then I think seeing these guys experience at Worlds and how cool it is to, to race for your country um, instead of just, you know, trying to support a brand. Um, that seems, that's super appealing to me. And that's, you know, what I've been pursuing in skiing is racing for Canada, not, you know, the company that I ski on or the poles that I use. Um, and so that got me super uh, motivated to race this coming year at the world championship in, in Austria for Canada. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And it's also really cool that in trail running, we can have kind of both sides, the, the brands and then also, uh, you know, the world championship where you're competing for your nation. Totally. Uh, what do you kind of both want to achieve through the trail team over the next couple of years? Um, I think right now it's laying out the foundation you know, like laying out where I want to go and then building the foundation and help getting help, you know, whether that be monetarily or just with guidance um, from the mentors to get to where I want to be. Because it can feel daunting if you're trying to hack at it alone, like Andy and everyone has had to do before. So um, I think in this first year, probably just transitioning out of NCAA and um, yeah, getting to meet more people in the community and kind of bridge that into, you know, come out of the NCAA track world and feel included in the trail world as well. Um, I also want to keep running track. So guidance with 
how to balance the two. And then past that, since it's just, I believe, a year, um, and then they bring on the next set of um, inexperienced trail people like me. (laughs) Uh, I'd like to also help with that. I was, this is a small social media story, but I had posted in Italy randomly where I had one of my weeks of motivation on Instagram. So I was posting oddly frequently and it was, it was very weird for me, but, um, and then I had a remarkable amount of team, not teammates, but friends in the NCAA about my age or younger who were like, how did you do this? What did you do to get here? And I'm like, Oh my gosh. I, I mean, I, we never talked about this. And so I don't even think they knew I, I trail ran and uh, did all that. So I don't know that, that got me really excited about a social media and the beauty of being able to connect like that and be hopefully helping connect people as well. Like Andy's doing right now um, with the trail world and, and growing the sport that way. Cause there's, you know, there's so much untapped potential in the U S um, people that might just not know it exists yet. So yeah. Sam. Yeah. Um, it's similar for me as well. Like, I think I just want to figure out like how I can keep doing this sport for a long time. Um, and you know, lay a foundation of these are the races that I would like to go to or should be going to. Um, and then how to, and then another big one for me is like how to train, uh, properly for these kind of things. Cause you know, coming from skiing, I have experience running, but I have no idea how to, you know, properly train for a trail race. Um, and so, yeah, I'm hoping this year to just kind of learn as much as I can to set myself up, uh, for the future. And then hopefully like Lauren said, uh, you know, in a couple of years or even as soon as next year, we can help kind of guide the next generation of, uh, trail team athletes who are coming up and, uh, are just as naive as we are and trying to figure everything out. Yeah. I love the idea of like alumni of the trail team kind of pitching in to help the younger generation. It seems like a, a really good infrastructure. Andy, I guess the same question to you. What do you hope to uh, achieve this year with the trail team? Yeah, that's such a hard question because it's like, I think whenever people ask me this, like I'm already so fulfilled by what we've done. And I think um, like literally what, what I mean by that was I was on a phone call. This was probably in December with uh, Mika, who's on the team. And uh, I'd found uh, him in some trail results and realized he was a college runner and ran a a trail race last year. So I reached out to him just to like ask what he needed. And I was like thinking right after that phone call, I was so excited about like what I was starting. Um, and just thinking about like, there's no way uh, in a year before that, you know, December 2021 or whatever, that I would be calling random NCAA <laughs> trail runners who I found on the internet and Cirque series results or whatever it was. Um, and would be asking like, Hey, what do you like need to be successful in the next, the next stage of your life? Um, and so like, even just at that moment, I was like, wow, this is so cool. Cause like that actually is, it's hard for me. It seems funny. Cause I'm like starting this, but it's hard for a lot of people to take that first step, that first like plunge to, to do something. And so, um, that was just so exciting for me. It was just being like, I'm, I'm talking to people I would never talk to before. And I think that, that, that little piece is just as important as having, you know, athletes win world championships, get huge contracts and those kind of things. But um, yeah, I think our future is those are those things. You know, Sam's already on the Canadian team this year for uh, the world championships in Austria. Um, I think we have, you know, a lot of a lot of great things ahead of us. And um, mostly it's about the little things though. I think it's about um, succeeding personally, you know, for each athlete and and inspiring the future and, and changing that message from trails are for washed up roadrunners to trails are for anyone. Um, that's what we want to share. I know you have athletes kind of spread around the country. Are you guys planning on having any kind of like training camps, stuff like that? Yeah, for sure. So um, that's, that's a huge piece for us. Like I think Sam was talking about this before, like how cool would it be if the skier guy, Sam, <laughs> meets up with the best 10 Kers in the country on the track and they can share what they each know about trail running and, and from that become better. And that's how they, they make the next step. And that's how they become even more successful on the world stage. So we're planning on having a training camp in Boulder, Colorado for about a month from 
um, in late August to early September. And that's to prepare for Pikes Peak, which is going to be an important goal race for a lot of our athletes. Um, but we'll probably do other stuff too. Like um, I'm super spoiled. I'm in Hawaii right now in Oahu. And I'm like, man, we need to come back in December because this is a cool spot. There's amazing trails. We could get great footage. And, uh, you know, just like to being able to share that community piece is really important. So where, where and when that will be, I'm not sure beyond the, the Boulder training camp, but we're going to try to get together for, for races and goals um, all over the world, probably. So I think we're already trying to figure out um, ways to connect when we're racing in Europe and, uh, and beyond for the, the next few years. Yeah, I feel like tying this back to uh, to YouTube, uh, if you guys managed to put out some like sick videos highlighting uh, your training camps and stuff, I would definitely watch. And I think there'd be a, a huge audience for stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly that's I think that's what people are excited about in the sport right now. And it's um, I'm excited about it. I think it's just there's so many trails are beautiful and they're so diverse all over the world, whether you're on a volcano in Hawaii or if you're in the Alps or if you're in the Himalayas or in the desert, you know, there's there's so many there's such a diversity of places to, to race and run and that really changes things. And so, um, sharing that and sharing, you know, your message is really important. Before we get out of here, is there anything else that, uh, that we should hit on? You know, the, like, I think what, uh, Lauren was talking about earlier too, is, is really important to us is building a community. And so we started with six athletes. We're now adding the club team, which adds roughly 30 more people. Um, and we really want to expand that to more and more people because we want to support the growth of trail running in the U.S. Um, and we want to support all sorts of people with all sorts of backgrounds. If you're a skier or if you're coming from a city or if you're coming from the NCAA or if you're not. Um, and so we just want to really um, share that message with everyone that trail running is for, for everyone and that we want to support them um, with whatever way we can. And then um, I'm very excited about kind of the next stage, I think, for us or one of our next secret goals is uh, to put on events. And I think this theme of community and sharing the, the trail community is really important. So um, the trail team's looking to, to put on like a national um, team trail running championship in the future. And I think that would be um, a really cool thing. So we're looking for, towards the future and, and how we can help younger athletes uh, be inspired and and uh, come together. You mentioned uh, donations earlier in the show. Uh, where can people go to support you guys? Yeah, they can go on our website at trail-team.com and we have a donations page. Um, that's probably the easiest way. Um, and it's tax deductible through American Trail Running Association. Awesome. Well, I will definitely put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, and with that, yeah, thanks for chatting with me, you guys. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. That's it for this edition of Off the Couch. Thanks to Andy, Lauren, and Sam for the conversation. Thanks to Justin Bob for producing this episode. And from everyone here at Blister, please take good care of yourself, keep moving forward, and we'll talk to you again next week.